You're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast, and I'm your host, Talks Aroture. This is episode 49. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast, where we believe action trumps words every single time. Episode 49 is Practical Abundance, Living Life Without Limits. Hey you, thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, I want to say you have come to the right place and I'm honoured to have you here. And if you are an experienced or OG listener, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for coming back as always. Now, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, make sure you do so on your favorite podcast app, unless you're listening on YouTube, which you definitely need to subscribe to. So you don't miss my new show. (laughs) What new show? Well, let me tell you, 3rd of December, 2021, that's next week. If you're listening to this literally in real time, I will be officially starting my YouTube channel. Make sure you tune in, subscribe and share so you don't miss episode number one. It's going to be a lot richer than the podcast because it's more conversational. And I will also be sharing a lot of my experiences that lead to many of the lessons that I share here. So I'm excited about it. Very colorful, very nice. Just I'm going to stop talking now. (laughs) But can you believe that we are at episode 49? Seriously, I am thankful, grateful, blessed. Now, let's get back to where we were last week. We're going to jump right back in. We were talking about abundance, cultivating an abundance mindset. And I have to say how overjoyed I was to see your response to last week's episode. Someone said she immediately (laughs) started decluttering after listening to it. And another one began to ponder on whether or not she was a hoarder. Listen, when I share my lessons, I do so for one reason alone. And that is that you don't have to take the long way to discover what I've discovered through my own mistakes and life's challenges so that you can shave off years of limiting beliefs and just simply accomplish what you were created to do. My hope is that the content I share actually moves you to act. Inspiration, motivation, all nice, all wonderful, but all pointless if at the end of it there's no change. So when I get the feedback of you saying that you made a change or you did something or you were inspired to do something, not just inspired because you listened. It really warms my heart because it means that the podcast, the content is doing exactly what it was supposed to do. So thank you for your feedback. Remember, you can always leave a review wherever you listen, particularly on Apple Podcasts because Apple matters. Let's just say that. Last week, we began our series on cultivating the abundance mindset, and I'm going to recap on three of the points we mentioned. Abundance is a mindset. 
It's not about the things you own. It's not about material or physical things. It is first and foremost a state of mind. The second point that I shared was that there's a difference between an abundance mindset and a lack or a poverty mentality. And the third was that poverty hides true wealth. And by that, I mean that your mind and body can only accommodate so much. But when you free up some of the good but useless stuff, because you can have things that are present in your life and they're useless to you, even though they still have some usefulness in them. When you remove excessive items, whether they're useful or useless, you then have space to create and also to receive abundance. But even more importantly, poverty covers or hides the seeds that you would have planted that will eventually have yielded good fruit. So these mindsets are important for us to get rid of so that we're not robbed of the life that we've been created to enjoy. We then started to look at practical ways to cultivate a mindset of abundance. And I got as far as the first point, which is you are a river and not a pond. This is a principle that runs along either side of my mind, because there are times I go off on a tangent and I begin to think that what I see is all that there is. But seeing yourself as a river with one end open and connected to God as your source and the other end open to the world to give will free you from a mentality of lack. And the opposite is true, which is when you see yourself as a pond, a pond tells you that your success, your wealth, your resources, even though you might see them as plenty, they are still limited they are quantifiable and that belief is going to drive every action you take. I'll give you an example of how a belief can drive your actions. Recently, I started to see myself as seated in heaven with Christ. I attend an amazing Bible study and online church every week and I've left the details in the notes. One of the lessons that we've been learning is to see ourselves as seated in heaven and not just seeing it as a separate or a disconnected truth that we believe, but then we leave it separate from the truth, but rather seeing it as my permanent and constant reality. And this is now affecting how I communicate with people, as well as the speed with which I make decisions that move me forward. So I want you to have a picture of fresh water constantly flowing through you, just like you cannot measure how much water a river contains because there is a constant flow, not a collection or a body of water. In the same way, you will not be able to quantify your ability to create or your output. And that's what abundance is. The second tip on how to live in that space in a practical way is to give without expecting anything back. There's a scripture that says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And giving breaks the poverty mindset faster than anything else because you can't give what you don't have or you can't give what's not present, right? Giving alerts you to the blessings that you have in your own life and it elevates your position from recipient to benefactor. 
You know how ears perk up when the word investor is mentioned next to someone's name. And see how people chase after investors. When they do the chasing, it's because they see that person or that potential business as something that will make them richer. I believe giving opens the doors for you to receive and this doesn't only apply to material things or physical things. It applies also to abstract things like giving advice, showing others how you did it, because that's a gift. Last weekend, Jason and I watched a documentary called The Black Godfather, and it's on Netflix. It's about a man called Clarence Avant. President Obama said in that documentary that there's the power that needs the spotlight But there's also the power that comes from being behind the scenes. And Clarence is the behind the scenes power and mover and shaker. Because you and I leave from the inside out. We understand that. We understand that you don't have to be upfront and visible to be powerful. And we know that what's going on behind the scenes, the stuff that's invisible to the eye, is actually superior to what's happening on the outside. You've heard of the term kings and, or rather, king makers. So you have the kings, the people who sit up front with the crown and are seemingly got the power, but you have people behind the scenes who are the king makers, the ones who put them in power, the ones who control really what they're doing. Like this man, Clarence, I was enamored by him because of his generosity. His desire to help African-American entertainers, politicians, just people who form the fabric of our culture, who drive our culture and very much the society, his desire to help them without getting anything back in return was just so mind-blowing. I recommend you watch it because you'll also be inspired to give. I'm well into my 40s and with that comes, dare I say, a decent amount of wisdom. Wisdom is being able to interpret what happens around you based on a past or a present circumstance and then you using that knowledge to make future decisions. If you have any sort of life experiences at all, if you have learned some wholesome lessons the operative word, of course, being wholesome, then share it with the younger generation. Share your success stories with those who have just started. A poverty mentality has a fear that sharing how they did it or they made it might make the other person more successful and therefore they become less. But an abundance mindset knows and uses the power they have to help other people excel. My third tip is to practice gratitude. The reason gratitude increases your capacity for more is that you'll find more things to be thankful for, quite simply. And don't tell me you have nothing to be thankful for. And don't be like me either. (laughs) When I was going through it, and that's it with two T's, (laughs) otherwise known as the perfect storm, episodes one and two of this podcast, if you don't have an idea of what I'm talking about. I read a book where gratitude was recommended as a tool to navigate challenges. 
and I really <laughs> couldn't find anything to be thankful for. And so like a, a petulant child, I went, well, thank you, God, that although you have taken everything from me, you've taken everything we own, you haven't killed us. Well, thank you. You haven't killed us. I was like a spoiled child. <laughs> Yes, I had major attitude problems and I'm so thankful God remained loving and kind towards me. And we were not in Old Testament days where I would have been struck dead a long time ago. It was a powerful little book called From Prison to Praise. And I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before. Either way, the details are in the show notes. In the book, the author shared some stories about gratitude he worked as a chaplain in the military and one day a man came up to him to ask if he could put in a good word for him so he wouldn't have to go to war because his wife threatened to kill herself. And the chaplain said he didn't feel the leading to put in a word for him, but instead he felt they needed to pray. So he goes, call your wife. The wife comes the next day. He's sitting with a couple. He prays for them and proceeds to pray a prayer of thankfulness and he's like thank you god that she wants to kill herself that she loves her husband so much and the couple were like what craziness is this you're supposed to be a chaplain you're supposed to be a preacher and you're you're praying and thanking god for my potential suicide well the soldier went off and carried on at work the wife went into the waiting room to collect her thoughts and she, while she was sitting there, so I'm so sure I've told the story before. <laughs> well, you get to hear it a second time. While she was sitting there in the waiting room, just kind of pulling herself together before going back out, another gentleman comes and sits next to her. They get talking. She says to him, um, what, what are you here for? And he goes, my wife wants a divorce. And then he goes on and shows her pictures of his family, his wife, his kids, his mother. And as he gets to the picture of his mom, she says, stop, who is that woman? And he goes, oh, that's my mom. And she's like, no, what's her name? Turns out that that was also her mother because she had been put up for adoption as a child. All she had was a picture of her mom and a first name and nothing else. And that's why she wanted to kill herself because she didn't have any other family. If her husband got killed in the war, it would have been too much for her to handle. So because they stopped and they gave thanks, her entire life changed. She met her brother. She gained her whole family and she wasn't even looking for them. But it was exactly what she needed in that moment. And so the power of gratitude, it's a key that opens visible as well as invisible doors. So I recommend that you practice it. Everyone talks about being thankful and one way you can do so is by disciplining yourself to write down three to five things you're grateful for every single day. I don't practice that discipline by writing on paper, but I used to do that and it, it was very powerful and it still is because I journal. So I incorporate my thanks into my journal, but it's so important to be constantly thankful. Be grateful that you're able to hear this. If you're listening to this podcast, which you obviously are, <laughs> you can hear the sound of my voice. That's something to be thankful for. Not only can you hear it, you understand what I'm saying. That's something to be thankful for. And not only do you understand what I'm saying, you actually have internet access. You have 
just such a wealth of resources that have brought you to this place. And unfortunately, because we take things for granted, we don't recognize the myriad of things that we need to be thankful for. Tip number four is to write your own definition of success. Now, this is new to me. It's new-ish because I've always had an idea of what success means to me, but I've never really defined it or set it in stone. I'll tell you why you've got to have your definition. Human beings are complex. You know what it's like when you're driving trying to get into a major road, but the oncoming car actually speeds up to stop you from getting in. Unless you're perfect and your temperament is calm and just, you know, you've mastered the art of serenity, you're going to find that irritating and you begin to think of them as selfish. But the truth is that this driver's actions may have suggested one thing, which is selfishness, but the reality might be different, likely to be different. Maybe he's rushing to the hospital. Maybe he is tired and needs to get home so he doesn't fall asleep on the wheel. Maybe he's absent-minded and really didn't even see you. But our brain always wants to make sense of what's happening in our world. So it begins to come up with logical explanations, which will create an emotion might be anger, might be irritability, but we are so complex that we cannot possibly define anything for other people. Yet, we listen to the world, tell us what success is, and then we begin to chase after it. I believe success is fulfilling your purpose and living life to the fullest while you do so. And your purpose listen. (laughs) Your purpose is a seed planted inside you. And when it starts to grow, when it starts to germinate, you begin to feel this irresistible pull to see it happen, to see it manifest. So when you find that you cannot squash your desires or that business idea just won't leave you alone, or you keep going round and round in circles, or you even keep attracting the same scenarios that lead you to use your gift, that's your purpose that's calling. So when you consider the fact that you were uniquely created for a specific reason, wouldn't you call it a success if you fulfill that purpose? See your life as a path, not an occurrence, not an entity. On that path, see everything you need to fulfill your purpose lying on either side. Your gifts are inside you. Any additional resources you need are on that path and they are specific to you. If you stay on your path, you'll find everything. If you go onto someone else's path because you chose to follow their definition of success, You'll find everything they need, but it's going to be useless to you. People get frustrated on their journey for a number of reasons. Some people gave up on their ventures because they couldn't find what they needed. And that could be due to the fact that they're on the wrong path 
or it might be that they don't need what they have now and what they need is further along for when they need it but often we want assurance we want the confidence that we have everything we need before we even begin a journey and if we look a few yards down and it looks empty like we're gonna need xyz and i don't have it now then we give up that's what an abundance mindset helps you to combat the tendency to give up based on what your senses currently perceive. I told you I had to come up with some agreements. I can't remember what episode number that was, but I think it was called, it had the word agreement in it, I can't remember. But I came up with some agreements to help me navigate a situation where I felt I didn't have what I needed. I decided that I was growing roots when I couldn't see any fruit. <laughs> In another season, I tell myself, oh, my eyes are faulty. God's provision is all around me. I just can't see it. I am the one with issues because he's already provided. So write your own definition of success. Let it come from the core of who you are. And if it doesn't look like what people call success or what is commonly known to be it, remember that you're a unique being. You are an unrepeatable miracle. And so your success, your purpose, your life, your path is not going to be like anyone else's. And my final practical tip is to dream small. <laughs> I learned this this week and it's just been buzzing around my head. I'll give you a background story to it. So a few days ago, a few weeks ago, actually, we received delivery of our shopping bags, our branded shopping bags for our boutique. When I opened the shop, I couldn't just even imagine spending so much money on bags. At least that's the reason I told myself. The real reason was that I didn't think we'll last on the high street. Well, by God's grace, we will be turning five on King's Road in a few weeks time. But in between the day I decided to open the boutique, and where we stand today, which was a big dream to even still be here, there were many small dreams, such as having our own branded bags one day, getting our trademark one day, having amazing staff one day. And even now, we're nowhere near the point that I think we can get to where I have dreamed up to. We're still on our way there. But I continue to dream small dreams and I encourage you to dream small as well because your small dreams lead to the big dream. Everyone talks about having big plans and big goals and, and impossible to achieve goals and I love that because it's a challenge and I don't think there is such a thing as out dreaming God. However, it's not every time and it's not everyone that's able to be motivated by something that is so clearly out of their reach and if that's you or if you're in that space right now where the future the dream you had imagined or what you had hoped for just seems too big and too distant then I want to encourage you to dream a small dream it might be as simple as getting your logo done having your first customer if you're in business having a good appraisal, a positive appraisal at work, 
having your toddler home say mama because you were worried about their speech or their development, whatever it is you're hoping for, if you feel frustrated or discouraged that it's so distant you can't get to it, then dream a much, much smaller dream. And when that dream happens, then you dream another one and you just keep going. This episode, (laughs) this series is having me fired up and there is still so much more to share and it only gets better. So get ready. (laughs) I have some dates for you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Get your calendar out now. (laughs) All the dates are in the show notes, but get your calendar out and mark the 3rd of December. That's my YouTube channel. That's when it launches. Yay. It's going to be packed full of inspiration, how-tos, business tips, interviews, so much more because we have got to share what we have learned. If we're not connected on social, let's do so. My handle is Tokes Arotere and I'm active on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. A little bit on Twitter here and there, but it's all Tokes Arotere. And please share this news of this YouTube channel, spread the word, Make sure you subscribe ahead of time so that you can get the notification when the first episode goes live and also tell your friends and family that you think will benefit from being in our circle. Another date is the 11th of December. It's a free Zoom meeting for sisters in business. I feel such a burden to have an evening sharing my business journey along with testimonies of how God has got me through situations that I couldn't see my way out of. My goal is to show you how to find God in seemingly impossible situations. So that's the 11th of December. It's a free event, but it's got, it's going to require registration uh, and so you can get the Zoom link to join in. And all the details are in the show notes. And another date I have for you is the 16th of January 2022, which is my workshop on introspective journaling for personal growth. You all know that my journal is my best friend. And it's not because it contains secrets and memories or anything like that, but because writing is such a powerful tool for discovering who you are. It's powerful enough to help you discover your purpose, your intentions, your thoughts, you know, those hidden things that are buried deep down that only show up under extreme pressure. Journaling, in my opinion, is the most powerful tool bar none because it extracts the potent truths from your mind, which is the engine room of your life. That's all for me. Thank you for listening. Kindly share and rate and subscribe to this awesome podcast because you've told me that it's awesome. And if you can't do all three, then just share it, please. Thank you. Because I believe this content is life changing. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sharing it. Okay, maybe I would because I'm a talker. (laughs) But you know what I mean. Next week, we'll compare the poverty mindset and the abundance mindset. But in the meantime, remember to leave from the inside out. Talk to you soon.